back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at The Whatnots. It is Saturday, February 13th, 2021. And coming up on today's show, we will be talking about what E3 2021 might look like. Ubisoft is planning to move away from a reliance on AAA video games. And we finally have a release date for Ratchet & Clank, A Rift Apart. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Gino Viteri. What's up, guys? I uh, You guys can't see it, but we're doing video now, and I shaved <laughs> the sides of my head. Oh, so, like, snap. I look oh, like a look really cool samurai. Looking sexy. You know I mean? There you go. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> and Ignacio Rojas. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good, my dude. How about you? What's What's your week been like? Uh, I've had a lot of work. A lot do. of work. It was uh, school starting back up or no, something? No, school starts, I think, second week of March. Somewhere okay. around there. No, I talked about it last week. I'm doing an internship because right. it's required yeah. by my curriculum. And the thing is that up until now, it had been pretty chill since we're doing work from home stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing had has only been like at at the end of the day what we have to do is that there is a report a daily report about certain stuff and our job is to make it better modernize it and so up until now what we've had to do has been schedule meetings with the the people that are going to use the thing and to the meetings and write down their feedback mm. And so right now we're into the part where we have to actually create the thing. And the problem is that I, what, what I have to do has nothing to do with my, with my career. Yeah. I've had to, kind of how I have inter- to do internships stuff. work, right? They just like, let's start you yeah, at but the it, bottom. Yeah. I, I, no, it's not that I'm an electrical engineer and I know coding because that was a thing that I chose that the school let us do. But mm-hmm. I've had to learn a new language of coding. I've had to learn how to use databases and and Microsoft Power BI and stuff like that. And that's something that's not a part of what I what my career is. That's something that, I gotcha. that a computer engineer would, would do. And so that's gotcha. been the stressful part of what I've had to do. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I feel you on that. I've I've had to do stuff for for work that's like, hey, we need some help with this thing. Can you help? And I'm just like, yeah, sure, it's fine. Uh, and then they 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 send me they send me the work, and I'm just like, oh shit, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is a completely different language. I I'm in the, I can make things look pretty. Like I I'm an artist. <laughs> like I, I I don't know how to do this stuff. Uh, but hey, you it, can fake it till fun. you make it, man. Fake it till you yeah. make it. That's how you do it. But see, that's the thing. I'm not trying to make it with that <laughs> stuff. You already made no, it. That's it. Just stop there. I'm not trying it. to make it. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it. <laughs> Gino, this past week, you were on two interviews uh, I was, with us yeah. here. Yeah. So you, you did mm-hmm. one uh, with me and Joe Mirabello. Uh, yes. we, we got to interview uh, him. He was the developer of three of three out of ten. Uh, what, what, mm. what was that like? It was awesome. I uh, I definitely learned a lot from him. If if you if you haven't listened to it, go 
go check it out because it was super interesting to get his take on everything being you know directly from the developer itself uh it's right, cool yeah. to, to to get an understanding of that whole industry and the fact that it was it was like an hour before we started the interview that I found out that he worked on Kingdoms of Amalur, which is one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool, and I wish we could ask him more about it. But you know, maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that story then, for sure is interesting. Yeah, the it's, it, it's it's a whole can of worms. We could basically sit here for two hours and you know just crack the surface on that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you got to sit down with Michael Hyam from GameSpot. Yeah, man. I got to uh, chop it up with him, like he says. That's a that's a <laughs> saying. That's a saying. Apparently, I I learned that uh, people in California say a lot. Chop it up. I've, I didn't I've know that before. Heard that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had not I, heard I it. I don't know if it's exclusively. Oh, well, I don't know. Cali, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got to chop it I'm up hip, with uh, you know. Michael Hyam from GameSpot. <laughs> Uh, it was it was super nice to talk about. I said I said this on my tweet. It was it was really nice to talk about something I really love with somebody else that that loves yeah. it as well. And yeah. it like I've thought about it before when I've seen Michael write about Final Fantasy. He puts into words the way that I feel and like into words that I can't, you know. So that's why I I guess I don't want to say enamored, but that's why I, I became a fan of him, you know, because he he. He perfectly conveys exactly how I feel about that game. So it was yeah. nice to see that, and it was awesome to talk to him. And and I hope to I have to do it again too, soon as well. There you go. With him. Really cool yeah. guy. Really cool guy. That was fun. Yeah, that was that that was not really the first thing that I've I've gotten to just like sit back and record on, yeah. but it, it was. <laughs> I think the the first thing that worked out perfectly, if that makes sense, because yeah. I've I've tested it out with Melissa on the review show and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, I'm just gonna take a back seat on this one and do all of that stuff. But man, it's it's fun to just be like, for five years I've been on everything for the whatnots, <laughs> and this one I just get to sit back and do nothing. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was good. It was great. Indeed. It was awesome. It was very fun. Yeah. Uh, you guys might notice that Alan is not here. Uh, it is Valentine's Day, and he is the only one that is doing something for Valentine's Day. Or what's well, well, Valentine's yeah, I mean, Day weekend. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're, all, we're all sitting here still on the podcast. Our true yep. love video <laughs> games, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So look at um, Alan being a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk video games then. What have you guys oh. been playing? Gino, let's start with you. So I've been playing Little Nightmares. It came out this past Thursday. And uh, I don't know if you guys played through the first one. I played through the first one when it came out. Super fun not. game. It's super. Yeah. It, these games are so interesting in the way they tell their story and the way yeah. they just unsettle you to to no end it's not horror it's unsettling but it's so unsettling that it becomes horrific in a way mm -hmm. and little nightmares did that so well but this one for some reason i thought this game was also co-op i i thought they advertised it like that 
but apparently it's not. And I was very sad to discover that because I was gonna play it with one of my friends, but but whatever. We we just played it at the same time, pretty much. Um it has like so this one in the first Little Nightmares you play as one one character that returns in this one, but you play as two separate characters in this one that are partners of each other in a way. So there's different mechanics uh when it comes to the puzzles this time because you have two people to to play around with and uh your partner ai is it's so interesting because they're not dumb they do a lot of stuff that you would need a human ai a human person as a co-op partner to do Mm -hmm. like uh for example there was one one specific uh part in the game obviously no spoilers but there was one specific part in the game where i needed uh i guess an enemy or whatever they were distracted with something but if they saw me they were gonna kill me there was no way i could defend myself so my partner being on the other side of the door started hopping on a piano to make a bunch of noise oh so the enemy would be attracted to them and i didn't i never said i never told him to do that i never did anything uh i i didn't think they would do that i thought it was so cool so i could do my thing um to to get past that part but the this game is so incredible in the way it creeps you out with the music with the i have a picture that i'll show you guys the way that the camera so it's like a side scroller game but with 3d uh maps in a way so you can yeah go, yeah 2.5 2.5d yeah, it's like a 2.5d game and the how do i describe the the map design is so interesting and mm-hmm. so cool how expansive they make this world look when you're not inside of a building. But then when you go inside, uh, let's say you're inside a school or a hospital, it's so dark, but you see everything still. And it's so bloody and creepy and interesting. Yeah. It's such an, an awesome game. Like, I, I really can't play horror games. Like, I... I, I, <laughs> I I love horror games, but I get, like, I freeze when I play them. I have to pause, and I can't, like, continue. But for this one specifically, man, I just want to see what I'm going to go up against next or what I'm going to do or or how do I figure this out, you know? It's so cool. And the music, man, there, there's something about the the way the music in that game works. It's so It has, like, this piano score that it, it, it reminds me of Interstellar. If you guys saw Interstellar, the way the way the music comes in super loud and then goes back down really low, yeah. but you still hear it, and it has that in the game throughout the game in certain parts, and then there's other parts where it's absolute silence and it's just darkness, and you have your little flashlight on that you have to use for certain certain monsters or whatever they're called. Yeah, but I, I've played through I've played through the first two levels. I don't know how long it is. I think it's like four hours long. And uh, oh, that's not bad at all. This one's a lot more action oriented than the second one, but not in like the way you think. We're like, now I have a weapon and I'm gonna kill people. <laughs> like, no, it's not like that. It's where this one you actually this is my do... nightmare. You're trapped yeah. in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> and this one you actually like. There's you actually do pick up stuff to defend yourself, but only when it's necessary to do so. So. Uh, in the first, the, literally the first part of the game, you're being chased by a guy with a, a shotgun. 
and then you are running away from him because you obviously can't defend yep. yourself with that. So you're hiding, you're running away uh, until you get to a, a part, uh, until you get to a small shed where you have a, a, where you find another shotgun. And your characters are like mini miniature people compared to everyone here. I think everyone's a giant or either you're small. I don't know which one, which one it is. Maybe but, it makes it both. So, yeah, so you and your partner get this shotgun and then the way you pick it up, like the both of you pick it up together because it's so big, and then you shoot the heck out of that. <laughs> like the way you shoot them, it's so freaking satisfying that you you just ran through this whole level running running away from this guy, and then eventually you get that last weapon there at the end and just shoot yeah. him right in the face and blow his head out, and then you keep going, and that's it. It's like it's so intense. It's such a good. You guys definitely gotta play this. You gotta try this game. Uh, the thing with uh, Little Nightmares is it's has always for me been a game that you would see if you scroll through the PlayStation Store. Mm -hmm. you, you just scroll there and you would see, oh, Little Nightmares is there. I never knew that a lot of people actually liked that game. Yeah. It's pretty well received. I, I, I know a, mm. lot, a lot of people compare it to Playdead's gig games like Inside and Lembo. Yeah. It's like that same style and that same creepiness. Yeah, um, that, that's why I chose it in my fantasy draft because I was confident this game was going to do oh. well because the first one was so incredible. So uh, this mm. one, obviously, I made a second one because of that one, the success of yeah. that one. Yeah. So, and, and watch... they've done so much better with this one too. I got to watch uh, Khalif from Spawn on Me stream it. So mm -hmm. I saw the first like two hours, maybe. Yeah. First ish. Um, and, and yeah, it looks beautiful. It looks great. So it's yeah. Tough. The other part, of, the other side of that is that watching it doesn't feel as intense as playing it. That, that's really one of those oh. things where you need to be in control and then you really feel it. Because also yeah. it uses the dual sense and the way it, the way it vibrates and stuff like that it uses that, so that's awesome. it's it's really cool. Nice, but yeah, I think Kyle should play it. You should, Kyle. You definitely I've, should. I've, I've been interested in, in the first one. I like had mm -hmm. it on my list of like ah, I missed that one and I need to go back and play that one. Like because that that is like the level of horror ga game that I can do, right? Whereas stuff like Resident Whereas Evil, what, Resident Evil? I, I'm just like, <laughs> no, thank Evil you. I, I don't, I don't like this stuff. Those are different, man. Those are different. They, but yeah, are, you also, they are different. You also don't need to play the first one. Yeah, not that you you you, you thought of it right. like that, but you don't need to play the first one. Play the second one too. Okay, so, good. Could, good to know. Yeah, good to, so, to know. Try indeed. it out for sure, man. Uh, speaking of horror games, I've played a little bit more of the medium. Oh, are you that? enjoying it more now? A little bit, actually. Uh, yeah. I got to a point in the story that I was like, ooh, okay, this is interesting. I like this. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, from what the, the kind of funny crew said on the X cast, it was get to the wheelchair moment. And yeah. mm -hmm. once you get there, then if, if you're still not liking it, then, you, you know, you can move on but i was a little bit confused i think that's a bad way to put it get to the wheelchair moment because there's like two or three wheelchair moments interesting but then there i am sure there's a, there a wheelchair moment because one that that you get to that you're like oh that's 
that's the one like there's there's no mistaking it that that is the is, one and i just got to that one yeah because when we were playing it or you were playing it i was looking at your gameplay <laughs> there was a wheelchair at one point and you yeah you said i was like is this the wheelchair moment i was like this is lame no god that's just a wheelchair <laughs> it's a wheelchair just in a the wheelchair moment stand. right now ignacio <laughs> <laughs> just a wheelchair go <laughs> yeah, well, so, but I, uh, so you got past the wheelchair moment then yes like just and? past it uh i'm more interested I, I i think the story has deepened and it's been like okay this is interesting i want to see where this goes um but i'm 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 still not a fan of the controls Still not mm -hmm. a fan of just like how it mm. feels and moves and stuff like that. You know, you'll you'll yeah. be walking in a certain direction and then the camera ch changes and then all of a sudden your ca character's like, "I'm gonna walk into a wall." It's just mm -hmm. like, no, like go go that way. And it, it just doesn't really respond all that well. So yeah, it, yeah, it, it's just yeah, tank controls are super weird for for that game. Yeah, it's interesting that they brought controls like that back. Like it, it works for that specific style of horror, and I think they do it mm -hmm. well. It's just I, I, I feel like it's more so a symptom of that style. Like it's yeah. not that the developers don't know how to make a character that like walks around well or it feels good to mm -hmm. move, but they had to make something within these certain bounds, right? And it's like here's here's what we did with that. And it's just like well. Yeah. Not yeah. for me, but yeah, the okay. tank movement for the game is—it's clearly meant for to heighten, in a way, the horror aspect of it, because you have, uh, in a certain way, a yeah. reduced movement, which would then, with the horror elements, will you will add to the—I <laughs> don't know—the you are weaker or underprepared for this situation, in a way, and I think a game. For example, like the Resident Evil games, for the most part, they did it well, but still, it can get in the way of enjoyment and in the way of of the gameplay sometimes. And I, I think that mm -hmm. while it can work, I don't think it's a good call all the time to use it for horror. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, there was one moment specifically, actually, it was the spot like right where we stopped in in, in that stream. And there's this monster ch chasing you and it changes to like you're running at the camera for a little bit there. Uh, yeah. And it, 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 it feels like Prince of Persia 2, the warrior within when you're running from the Dahaka. Um but then it eventually changes so the camera's behind you, but it gets to, to a scene where the monster that you thought was behind you is now in front of you again. Mm -hmm. And I I kept getting to that spot and it was like, you know, hit this certain button to defend yourself and do this certain attack. And I was like, okay, I am hitting that button and nothing is happening. Uh, and I don't have the energy to like do the attack Mm -hmm. um and i i don't think at that point in the game you're really supposed to i'm not sure uh, mm. maybe, 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 maybe there is a, a spot where you can get some but 
I like got stuck on that. I was like, I'm literally hitting this button. Why? <laughs> Come on, do something. And I, j- I just ended up finding out that if I just went a little bit to one side, you could da- 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 dodge them. I was just like, oh, there you go. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> there you go. That's what I had to do. I spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out how to attack this guy when all I could do was just run around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, it is interesting to me that you're sticking with it because I, I don't think that last time you were that high into it. I thought that you were mad at stuff. Really not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just there's all there's also not much else that's out right now. So I just like I'll, I'll sure. stick with this. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I fell off of it. It wasn't too uh, great to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last but not least, I've been playing Spider-Man. From 2018, I've been replaying that with my girlfriend. Oh. Um, is it, yeah. Are you playing the remastered version? Then? Remastered, yes. Uh, I've been playing that nice. on the PlayStation 5. Uh, we just wrapped it up. We just beat the, the game and the <laughs> DLC uh, on that. So we're about to hop back into Miles Morales next. Nice. Uh, nice. After that, and I'm excited for that. So Still good? Go. It's, it's still wonderful. It's still a yeah. great game. It's nice. Spider-Man good. 2018 is so good. Yeah, it is. It's so much fun to play. Yeah, it it really is. Uh, but that's yeah. it. That's all I've been playing. So, Ignacio, what about you? Well, I've been playing a game that I said last week I was looking forward to, which is Super Mario 3D World. Specifically, the, of course, the port of the the port on the Switch. I haven't been playing it on the Wii. Uh, I, thought, I have a question before uh, you get started. Go for it. Is this one going to be e- eligible for our game of the year discussions at the end? Oh, yeah. that's a good question because Mario 3D World isn't just Mario 3D World. It also includes There's the expansion Bowser's of Bowser's Fury. Fury. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, so... Bowser's Fury isn't actually the part of the game. And I don't know if I would call it an expansion. I would call it more of a separate thing. Because Bowser's Fury is basically... it's when you, when you start the game, you have the option of playing in 3D World or Bowser's Fury. And Bowser's Fury is... You are in this open field, let's call it. I would say probably more open than the levels of of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have all these different sections that you go through. There are... It's basically... It gives me a lot of Super Mario Sunshine vibes in that it is... You are... There's sand everywhere and it has more of a tropical vibe. Or not necessarily tropical, but beach vibe. Yep. But you have all these different places on the map that you can go to and there are these lighthouses that you go and so each area you have to it's kind of like if each area were a more open version of a level of 3d world where you have to go you have to get to the lighthouse so that you get the shine which then if you get a certain amount of shines you start expanding the whole place it's different from 3D World, but it still uses the controls of 3D World, and it still uses the power-ups of 3D World. But it isn't 3D World. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
so probably so, not eligible. So it's just for... like its own game. I I I would I don't think it would be eligible because still the the biggest part of it is still 3D World, mm-hmm. but it's 3D World and as a bonus they gave you this what I will call maybe a proof of concept for maybe something okay. else, but still using the same controls and maybe the same engine as 3D World. I gotcha. But it isn't 3D World. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it is separate from it. Uh, 3D World, I had never played it before. It's a game that I have been wanting to play for a long time, but because, of course, it was stuck in a failing and doomed console, I never got to play it. And so now I'm playing it, and having played 3D Land for the 3DS, it really feels like a 3D Land game, or feels like a 3D Land game, but... For a console, if, if if that makes sense, it's bigger, it's wider, it's more polished, it's visually better, but still at at, at its core, it's the same idea. It's a a cross between a two D Mario game and a three D Mario game. It's a two D Mario game, but in three D, basically. I gotcha. And. More than that, I don't know what else can I say. I'm still in the first world. And still, it is the same fun that you would find on a new Super Mario Brothers game. For example. And then going more into the into what Bowser's Fury is, the story in it is that you somehow get sent to these, like I said, like a beach setting, like this open area beach place. And there you find that everything is covered in like, in goo. Similar to Mario Sunshine. Again, it gives me a right. lot of Sunshine vibes. And you find there Bowser Jr. Bowser Jr. tells you, hey, my dad has gone crazy. He's consumed by this goo. And he's giant now. And so please help me. And let's clean away all of this goo and by that we again go to the lighthouses we get shines from it and the shines power the lighthouses and once you get at least for the first time if you get five shines you can unlock the like the make like this whole temple okay which yeah. which is connected to this other mechanic of the game where randomly it seems like uh Bowser will wake up and basically the whole tone of the thing will change like it's all sunny but now it's all dark there is this instead of the regular music it's more of a heavy metal music like the, uh, the, the zelda blood moon thing right mm-hmm. where like every so often it just is like uh oh shit like bad yeah. stuff is about to ah, yeah. happen and, and then bowser starts raining in some meteors he sometimes will shoot fire at you the enemies will now become different. For example, piranha, the piranha plants will now become darker piranha plants, for example. Mm-hmm. And so gotcha. I think that that's a cool mechanic. And then if you get the five shines, you can unlock these, like... <laughs> I will describe it as a cat shrine, in a way to put it. And if you go there, you become this giant... Mario Kart Super Saiyan Kaiju. <laughs> and you have a Kaiju battle with Bowser. Basically. That's kind of neat, though. Yeah, it sounds It cool. is cool. It is pretty cool. 
and then if you beat him it will just unlock a new area of the place which again it's still all one whole area but you will be clean from this one part so now you'll be able to explore more of the level yeah but then bowser is not dead he'll still come back and that's where i'm at with bowser's fury I'm I'm imagining like a new 3D Mario game where that is one of the mechanics where you can like turn into like a giant kaiju Yoshi or or something, but then to yeah. just like be stomping around in like Mario worlds and stuff with that and just being like and the, the actual cool thing about it is that it it feels kaiju because so you're still in the same level. It is still the same. You, it's not like the the plank, the thing gets all all flat. You still get to stomp into the all the places that you've been to. But you're a giant now. But you're a giant cut Super Saiyan. That's awesome. Yeah. Nintendo's so weird with their stuff. It's like okay, Nintendo what is so if weird. Mario, but he's a cat, a giant Dude, that's... cat. <laughs> the weird thing about 3D World is is that they go so hard on, on him. What if Mario were a cat? So that <laughs> my cat Mario is such a big part of it. And also when you when you beat a level as cat Mario, instead of the regular wahoo, whatever, he'll say meow. <laughs> oh my god. It's so weird. Mario meowing. Yeah, it's so weird. But yeah, that's Wild. Pretty much it, it's it's the find that you will expect from a Mario game. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good yeah, stuff. Another Let's than get that, on to... Oh, well, one well, last well, shout-out that I want to give. Other than that, I since I have my new PC, I've been trying to play more PC games. And so what I did was I got... Yeah, good. I don't know Solitaire. if this has my sweeper. <laughs> I don't know if this has my sweeper. But no, I got the game pass ultimate and i wanted to give it a ah, shout okay, out cool. because it was such a big such a good deal where it was one month of game pass ultimate for less than a dollar and they gave me two extra months for free yeah they do that a lot oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. okay and so i i just wanted to give it a shout out that that's a good deal for those of you that haven't gotten it Indeed, you guys can go play the Medium or all the Yakuza games or something. Yeah. There's all sorts of good stuff on, on there. Doom Eternal, which I have been playing for a bit. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's get on to housekeeping. Again, why does this thing not... the, the... Yeah, I press right, it multiple see. times. I, I, apparently, I do. All right. Here we go. On to housekeeping starts now. Still no. Okay. Wonderful. Nope. Thanks. Thanks, uh, OBS. You're great. There you go. Uh, we're just going to act like it happened and move right along. Uh, if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, which is thewhatnots.com. Uh, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, We have a $3 tier where you guys can get all kinds of exclusive content for all of our shows. Uh, We recently 
put up our 2021 video game fantasy draft which we will be returning to throughout the year uh, so we can keep track of scores and bid on newly announced games and such. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for stuff like that as well as a few other things down the road. Uh, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you so much, Sam, for helping us out, keeping the mics on, keeping the lights on. It helps out a ton more than you know. So thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. And also, thank Last you, Sam, for not- jumping on the live streams that we do. Yeah, that too. Thank you for joining us there as well. Uh, speaking of live streams, uh, we have a Twitch ch- channel, which is twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And if you guys want to support us on Twitch, you can do that there as well. I believe a tier one subscription is about $4.99 a month. Uh, however, if you have if you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. Uh, all you have to do is link your accounts, which is super simple. And then you can give away a free subscription to your streamer of choice. Uh, we would love that to be us here at the Whatnots because that is free money for us. You don't have to pay an extra cent if you already have Amazon Prime. Uh, and yeah, we would love that a lot. So that's it for housekeeping. Let's see if my thing will work for the news. Nope. Can't nope. hear it if it's playing. I don't even think it's like coming <laughs> up on, on this thing. You know what? Let's see. Oh, you know what? There it is. Oh. Fuck me. That's how oh. it works. All right. Have to do it, do it. Okay. Hit, hit the it, thing. All right. So here's... <laughs> That's not how it works. Don't do that. <laughs> We've been doing this for for a while now, and right, just now you're figuring out how okay. it works. All right, are you gonna do it? Uh, let's get on to the news. All right, number one, my friends. E three twenty twenty one reportedly going all digital in June. More details, obviously, coming soon. This is from Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle. According to E3 2021 pitch documents sent to games publishers and seen by VGC, the ESA has now outlined its proposals for this year's event, which would see three days of live stream coverage held during the previously announced dates of June 15 through 17. The the ESA's intention is to hold multiple two-hour keynote sessions from games partners an award show, a June 14 preview night, and other smaller streams from game publishers, influencers, and media partners. The broadcast event would be supplemented by media previews the week before, as well as demos released on consumer platforms according to the ESA's proposal. However, the E3 2021 plans still require the approval of ESA's membership, which is made up of the industry's biggest games companies and who have significant influence over the direction of the show. Ignacio, are you excited for this? I'm excited if it does indeed end up happening, because I I think that this is the best way for E3 to still happen. I do think that we need a way to, I don't know, focus our attention on on game announcements as opposed to how it went last year with yeah. everyone did their own thing Green. and at a certain point it just became it's so much that I stopped 
uh, caring about it, about the announcements. Like that's true. Yeah. So many announcements, uh, I, I didn't pay attention to them. So I I still want the I want E three to still be a thing. I don't mm-hmm. want it to die to go away. And I think that the ESA is with is trying to keep it alive for right now. Yeah. And and I think that again, this is a good way to do it. You would have keynotes. Which is nice, Game Awards, which is something that we've started to see more and more places doing, and I think mm-hmm. that E3 is a fitting place to do a Game Awards show. And I think that uh, you didn't really hear, but the ESA is also planning on somehow live streaming or streaming game demos for people, or providing the way for developers to stream games to people in the press. Cool. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. think it it is. A good way to circumvent the fact that we aren't able or they aren't able to join and show them yeah. the game itself. Uh, another another thing I want to bring up is that we also um uh Jeff Keeley shared this and someone asked him if he was still gonna do the summer games showcase, which he is, and he also said that he's gonna make it a tighter show rather than have it throughout the entire summer. He wants to have it uh, through I think two two or three tight, weeks. Bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> but t- tighter is the does, word he used. I'm sorry to tell you. So, <laughs> but what does that what does that mean? Summer it, Game Fest was it wasn't really much. It was at most a clarified mm-hmm. Google Calendar. And yes, Jeff did have I think announcements in three instances. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it wasn't I, much. So I don't know how much tighter you can make it. I, I I think he means tighter in terms of time frame. Like like we said, like it was it lasted the whole summer last year. Yeah. It happened on what yeah, felt like multiple months, right? Whereas if we can condense that into like, hey, here's a two week period where all mm-hmm. of that stuff ha- happens, that's great. And I think the same thing goes for E three. E three. That's ultimately yeah. what E mm-hmm. three is. It's it's this umbrella where all these announcements happen like you know you Mm -hmm. might get a ubisoft thing you might get a sony thing you might get some but it's it's just this like branding for the time in which these announcements come out yeah but but unless he gets people on board with summer game fest there's uh, he can say that summer game fest is gonna last a week a month and still it wouldn't have made a difference last year because Again, at most, it was a glorified Google Calendar. No, out of all of the events that we saw last year throughout all the months, all of the summer months, I don't know, a couple maybe said that they, or mentioned Summer Game Fest, but still, I, I don't feel that Summer Game Fest had any influence on them. So Jeff Gilly coming out and saying, hey, Summer Game Fest will be only in the month of June. I don't know if that will have any impact on what we will actually see unless he can he can bring people together and say hey we are going to do this under the summer game fest umbrella unless yeah, he can which have people be on board i don't know if that will be any different i think you have to keep in mind that last year was the first year he did that and it was mm-hmm. after yeah. he left yeah. the e3 the stuff so mm-hmm. what what he i mean he he worked with what he could do and i think he made something neat he's on the right idea he's just not there yeah. yet and i think and e3 is also in the same boat of of like 
Yeah. They're working t- towards it, but they're not there yet. Yeah, and the thing is also if if any if there's anybody that can get people on board, it is Jeff Keighley. Uh, so you have to think about summer games fest as a compliment to, uh, E3 as well. Uh, it's not that there, he's taking announcements away from E3 or anything, but he, he might be as, uh, as an event itself, uh, summer games fest can add on to the announcement, the announcements we see at E3. Uh, aside from that, I, I, I would like to see E3 come back in some form. I have that. That sadness of not having been able to ever go to an E3 and now thinking that I never will. So that's unfortunate, but I would still like to see the spirit of it, which which is what uh, Jeff Keighley tried to do last year. He tried to keep that spirit of E3. That's what he that's what he said when he announced uh, the Summer Games Fest was happening. He wanted to keep that that sort of uh, uh, that excitement that we get around the summer about new games announcements and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. Obviously, he, he just like the game awards, he refines every year with what he does. So uh, that that'll be exciting to see what what happens this year. Yeah, uh, we'll see if even if it even happens because, like you said, it is still up to the ESA to approve this measure. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that's playing against them that we didn't put here, I don't think that. It is still gonna be very expensive to have games on E3 this year. Like yeah. here, it says that it it is a six figure sum, Jeez. and from what I've heard, it isn't yeah. it isn't a low six figure; it's a high six figure. And so, how many people will actually be on board on paying that much to be on E3 when we saw that anyone can put up any anything at any time by themselves? Yeah, that's true. Now, will Ubisoft, will EA, will any of the console manufacturers be on board on that when they know that they can do it by themselves easily? Even mm-hmm. Devolver Digital could do their own it, thing yeah. again. They'll, they'll, they'll have to lower their prices, I think. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it, like, I, I, I know it was these kind of prices when they were physical events. So... Yeah. If most of that money is going t- towards floor space and preparing some kind of like station or interactive thing, right? What are you paying for now? Except for here's my video, right? And <laughs> just like- to have the name E3 in there, and I don't know, have the E3 page redirect to you. That's what you're paying for the E3 branding. I don't, I don't know who has worth a six figure sets like thing yeah. to get your. <laughs> video in there when jeff Keeley is right yeah. down down the street yeah it could work it could work in joe's favor that but i don't know who has the money to pay it that wouldn't do it by themselves yeah all right all right my friends let's move on here number two six days in fallujah is back from the dead it is set to release this year this comes from Wesley Yinpool at Eurogamer. In April 2009, Iraq war game Six Days in Fallujah was dropped by Konami due to all the negative feedback received. Quote, after seeing the reaction to the video game in the United States and hearing opinions sent through phone calls and email, we decided several days ago not to sell it, a Konami spokesperson said at the time. 
Quote, we had intended to convey the reality of the battles to players so that they could feel what it was like to be there. End quote. Now, 11 years later, Six Days in Fallujah is back as a tactical military shooter based on the real-world events in development by former Halo and Destiny makers. When it was announced, the note to press stresses that the developers are working with frontline marines and soldiers who fought in the battle for Fallujah with over 100 marines, soldiers, and Iraqi civilians who were present sharing their, story, their stories, photos, and recordings. The game will include original documentary interview footage. So when this story broke, I had never heard of Six Days of Fallujah. Um, I didn't I. know. I didn't know about <laughs> no. that story before. Um, but now, now I, I did some research on it, and I had also never heard of the Battle of Fallujah either. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I will admit that. But this this brought up a question for me that I want to ask you guys. That I want to that I want to sh- uh, ask you guys. Um, okay. So, why is the conversation much less volatile? when we see movies based off of real world events such as I don't, like you guys see songbird right now which is that movie with kj appa that is literally based on coronavirus we're still in coronavirus so that movie's coming out people are enjoying it people are seeing it but when it comes to video games that try to be educational uh such as this one that they announced it i think let me actually let me pull out it from uh, when they also announced it, former Marine Sergeant Eddie Garcia said, sometimes the only way to understand what's true is to experience reality for yourself. That's what he said. Um, okay. Oh, no. Okay, that goes against why that should be coming out. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> what, what, I, what I'm trying to say is why, if these games are trying to show us these real-world events, it, not in, in a way to offend people or anything like that, but trying to educate people the way movies do. Mm-hmm. Why is the conversation around movies much less volatile than it is with video games? Do you guys think? What do you think, Kyle? I, I think for me, it's, it's the interactiveness mm-hmm. of, 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 yeah. of it, right? Like, it's the same thing for horror games and horror movies, you can watch a horror movie and hide behind a pillow or something, right? So you don't actually see what's happening and the plot continues yeah. without you. And so you can just skip that part. Whereas in a game, it won't continue unless you push forward on the control or hit that button. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe minor spoilers here for The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, but there were some things that the characters were doing in that game that I did not want them to do. And mm-hmm. it just that story was driving you to like, well, you still have to hit that button, you, you, yeah. you know, and it, it just like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Don't do this. No, yeah. No. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I think that's a very different thing than just watching a movie. And I think it's also partly an investment. Mm-hmm. Too, right like i can go mm-hmm. rent a movie for four bucks on I- I- amazon and if i don't like it it's like eh, it's four bucks but if yeah. i pay 60 or 70 dollars for a video game and i don't like it it's just like god damn it now i'm out 60 dollars yeah the um, the gears the gears are turning in my head thinking about this whole thing because i <laughs> i i think about it as if like 
video games in the general population are probably to to people that like not like us that 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 keep up with all this stuff but video games are targeted more towards children to generally to people the mm. way people think about it um so i don't know if they think that these kinds of games uh you know it, when it comes to comparing rated r movies to mature games you're seeing a lot younger kids playing mature games than you would see them watching a rated r movie when it comes to their parents you know so uh i feel like they think and i'm saying they as in a general uh population <laughs> reactionary uh people yeah. that that got this game canceled in a way um uh, you could think that it, it influences children to yeah. in a certain way that movies might not you know sure. I, I, i'm just thinking i don't know I, don't, I like i'm trying to understand why it, it's like that i think there's also an inherent violence within video games and that's not to say that i think you know you play video games you're gonna be a violent person you know i, I don't think that. yeah no um, that's not what i'm thinking I, either i'm just thinking like i think you know even in stuff like Mario, which mm-hmm. is legitimately a, ch- a like a, a kids game, it's a very 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 good one. Um, mm-hmm. But you still have to jump on top of the. You still have to jump on top of the of the. Excuse me, cannot speak. You still have to jump on top of the of the enemies right yeah like you still have to do that or hit them with a fire flower you're still harming them in some Mm -hmm. way like there's 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 just there's a lot less video games where you aren't doing something violent in some way shape or form yeah um yeah they're out there but yeah i i I, it's just I think it's not to say that we can't do stuff like this. It's just mm-hmm. that I, I think there might be a bigger period of like, we should let this one sit and like be history for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Kyle, I'm not even sure, but yes. Kyle, I, I think you you were right when you were talking about how the fact that you are the one controlling it, that then that brings it, brings more of the criticisms about how, uh, how how it's you actually perpetrating? Whereas with a movie, it's more of a passive, uh, passive activity. Games are an active activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that it has to do with the fact that video games have a stigma, not necessarily in the industry, but people outside of video games has a stigma of being more childish, being a a game yeah exactly i know it, it is in, in the name but it being more of a game where we know that video games are so much more we've seen games like the last of us for example how we tackle certain things and i, I think in a way that are even better than a movie mm-hmm. and so i think that that stigma and with the fact that you are an active participant there people would see something like this and immediately jump to the conclusion of people playing it and shooting random civilians and Mm -hmm. i don't know in a certain way people thinking that 
by making a game out of something that happened, something like war, that in a way it is disrespectful. Yeah. I I recommend people go watch uh it's a it's a mini documentary that I watched yesterday by G Vmers. It's gamers but with a V instead of an A. They had a video on it <laughs> made like I think three years ago talking about uh, about the game and what happened and how yeah it was mainly mainstream people I would say that drove the game like uh to be dropped by Konami back in the day. Basically, Konami saw the game when it was being developed and they thought that that they had something good there, but it wasn't mm-hmm. until mainstream media and Fox News started talking about it and they started receiving calls. Konami themselves started receiving calls that they were forced to drop the game and that's basically why yeah. we never saw the game come mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I see. Last thing yeah. I'll 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 say on on this um it, it, well how do I want to put that Never mind. I I <laughs> I will bow out on on that one. I man, I, I, man, I completely I, forgot what I was going to say. So I never fine. thought I would see <laughs> 6 days in Fallujah to come back because out of us four i was the only one apparently who knew about the game oh. and i knew about the game because i have heard old podcast podcasts beyonds where the game came out in two, two or was talked about in 2009 and yeah and in old old podcast beyonds they would talk about six days in fallujah as this controversial thing that ended up getting canceled and never coming out and oh yeah. what it would have been if it were to come out so it was so weird for me seeing Six Days in Fallujah come or be announced now in 2021 because it was, I thought that it was left there back in 2009 yeah. for time to forget it. Yeah, exactly. So I remembered yeah. what I was about to say. Okay. Um, I, as an artist myself, I want art that does challenge people right and make them make them think make them be uncomfortable uh to experience new situations and stuff and so i i i i I think art like this especially video games because it's such a good medium for it can teach you stuff right can take this real event that happened and put you in the shoes of those soldiers and make Mm -hmm. you feel disgusting right and like make you feel like like oh i don't like what i just did there right like yeah, exactly. it, it can challenge you and your perceptions on that event or uh something else i think it's just extra tough when it is a real world event right the mm-hmm. difference between this and the last of us 2 is that the last of us 2 characters are all made up like they're they're fake mm-hmm. that that never happened yep. right and so it's much easier for me to get th- th- through that despite being uncomfortable with what's happening mm-hmm. um yeah whereas if it is a real life event it's just like ooh, this is a little too close to home yeah but still we oh sorry Jenny, you were I, yeah say i just wanted to talk about that the last of us specifically that the interesting thing about these things is that we could think about when it comes to real life events is the Last of Us specifically, aside from being an incredible game, it also started a discussion outside of the game, 
uh last of us part two specifically a lot of people uh learned things when it came to the different topics that that game tackled because it's not just a zombie game but this is a, a human game you know it, it's about people and what people would do in in these kinds of circumstances so to be able to play in the in in the eyes of a, of a soldier in those situations uh it strikes a discussion amongst regular civilians like us uh now that we know not physically know what it's like but we understand what it's like uh based off of off of seeing these things and yeah. it it's different because you are doing it interactively rather than just watching it so it puts you in the shoes in a way that a movie can't so you do learn more and you do feel more when it comes to that so it, it it's all about games not being taken seriously as a medium as well. Yeah. When you when you think about it. And Cal, I agree with you saying that uh I I think that there's no topic that should be shot away from in in things right. like movies and even video games. But I, I think that there are so many things here that are making people react the way that they're reacting. The mm -hmm. fact that that it it was still something so recent, which was the Iraq War, which was still happening when the game came out, and or was talked about in two thousand and nine. The Iraq War right, yeah. was still going on, and even the the Battle of Fallujah was not that many years before that. Whereas something like like World War Two or even the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. it's something that's so far away from us now. And I think that that's one of the reasons. The other reason is that I know in the United States you have such a peculiar relationship with soldiers and with war. Yeah. And so one of the angles that I, I saw in the documentary, one of the things that was kept being brought up was this is being disrespectful to the troops, like in a way glorifying all the things. Is uh -huh. disrespectful, and that that was one of the other things that I I think one of the reasons that it got flagged from one of the sides. Also, the Iraq War. I know that it wasn't a justified war, and so then that's why the other yeah. side doesn't want it to be portrayed in that. And so I think that there are so many things coming up here from both sides of the aisle that see it in, wrong in from two different sides that I think. That's one of the reasons that it was so controversial in 2009. And I think that now in 2021, most of the reaction is coming from people that were covering games back then or were aware of video games back then and were watching news, that they remember all of that going on and they are bringing all of that back to now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Good question, uh, Gino. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're we even, did, we gonna put this in the in the, the news because I I don't really yeah. know much about the Iraq War and all that stuff. I'll just be like, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, and no, then, I, I never heard like, of that bam, battle, but I, I figured it was yeah. an interesting question to talk about. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to a story about games becoming even more realistic. Uh, <laughs> number three, this comes from Epic Games. What is Epic Games MetaHuman? What is this? Okay. Uh, this comes from the no. site itself. Uh, yeah. Today, we revealed a first look at MetaHuman Creator, 
a new browser-based app that empowers game developers and creators of real-time 3D content to slash the time it takes to build digital humans from weeks or months to less than an hour, while maintaining the highest level of quality. MetaHuman Creator runs in the cloud via Unreal Engine pixel streaming, in addition to speeding up the complex process of digital human creation. It also enables teams of all shapes and sizes to more easily scale and make many types of characters to meet the demands of next-gen platforms and high-end virtual production. So here we have a quote from Vladimir Mastil Mastilovich, which is the VP of Digital Humans Technology at Epic Games. He said, up until now, one of the most arduous tasks in 3D content creation has been constructing truly convincing digital humans. Even the most experienced artists require significant amounts of time, effort, and equipment just for one character. After decades of research and development, and thanks to bringing companies like 3Lateral, Cubic Motion, and Quixel into the Epic family, that barrier is being erased through Unreal Engine, and we're thrilled to introduce MetaHuman Creator. So, Kyle, you added this story here, so what do you think about all this? <laughs> uh, you guys know me. I'm a huge, like, cyberpunk uh, yeah. fan, yeah. Uh, well, like, of, of this genre, not the game specifically. Not the game. <laughs> not uh, the game. <laughs> you have to mention the game that. Yet. I've played that. 20 hours, but I stopped because I'm going to wait till it's out on PlayStation 5. But uh, <laughs> I think this stuff is so fucking cool. Like, yeah, I, yeah. it's it's wild how good these creations look and mm -hmm. the fact that it's basically just like the nintendo me creator but it's <laughs> it's it's these like lifelike looking humans that are like fully rigged for animation and stuff is wild mm -hmm. vtubers just got a like a next level yep. boost on all of that stuff because they could <sighs> use this um, I, like it's fascinating, but it's also just scary. <laughs> like how <laughs> yeah. realistic these things are. Like mm -hmm. holy moly, they have they had like two or three videos of these, uh, and it's available now for whoever to ch ch check out. So I I know up on YouTube, YouTube and stuff, there were people posting like this is what I made in the thing. Yeah. Come, come ch well, ch I think check it's out. still a beta. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think it, it's available for everyone. I think it's available for ah, okay. people that are part of some epic or Unreal Engine thing mm -hmm. preview program. Gotcha. I, I think it's that would still make sense. In preview. I think that makes sense. God, yeah. You're right. This is such a good example of the struggles that technology and innovation has, because on the one side it's so cool, and I know it's gonna be so helpful for video games because. We all know that yeah. video games are getting more and more realistic, and this is a way to help out. I know take away the load of developers. If this can cut out their development time, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. But on the other side, yeah, it is a bit creepy how realistic they are, and my mind immediately jumps to the nefarious things that can be done with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't mean, have a date for Valentine's you... Day. Make one on Epic. <laughs> or oh, I don't know. You we'll be ready in an hour. A, create a model of someone else and make them do something that they wouldn't. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you touched yes. up on it, Ignacio. Though, yeah, we have gotten to uh, at this point in time, we've gotten to that uncanny valley level of of uh, graphical quality. 
But what's interesting here and what you mentioned, Ignacio, was that it cuts so much time now. And I think that's those are the kinds of improvements that we're going to start seeing now rather than, oh, we don't have polygons now. We have these kinds of models. Well, I, I think we're at the peak or at, at or close to the peak, you know, where it's already looking so real. But right. the improvements that we're going to start seeing, I think we're going to end up at some point in the future, start seeing games being made in a year or less than a year and have a game. So uh, games like The Last of Us, you know, we can, I think at some point we're going to start seeing those being made in half the time or, or, or a quarter of the time. Sure. And I think that's how technology is improving. So it's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, yeah. think of something like the medium. Now mm-hmm. it, it, it looks really good, but just imagine like a smaller t- team like that and yeah. getting their hands on this technology and then they can put that in their game and it means they can make an indie giga game that looks just as good, if not better than yeah, AAA yeah. stuff. Holy moly. Man, yeah, that's going to be, be cool. great. Yeah. Also, yeah. couple of that with the demo that we got for Unreal Engine. Was it five, four or five? Yeah, the the, the, the one that we saw for the PS5. Unreal yeah, engine where they were like, yeah. you can like put all of these objects in in like two seconds and do all of this. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like holy yeah. moly, man! Well, like that demo that, that they stuff showed is next gen. Yeah, yeah. that that game, that demo that they showed, I wish is a real game. That would be so cool. It just looks so awesome. Yeah. Really yeah. cool game. Uh, but all right, my friends, that's uh, that's incredible. Good for them. good for them and good for us, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, let's Imagine move on doing here. an entire podcast where we have created avatars for ourselves, and that's what we did. <laughs> and we could, we could at some point, we could. If you wild, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number four, Ubisoft is moving away from reliance on AAA releases. This is from Rebecca Valentine over at IGN. Uh, First Ubisoft. time saying her name for IGN. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good for her, dude. Okay, let's see here. Oh, Ubisoft doesn't want to be as reliant on AAA game releases as it has in the past and will instead look more closely at free-to-play games and its back catalog to make money. In an earnings call today following the company's Q3 financial results, the publisher said that it's planned for fiscal year 2022 the period from April 2021 through March 2022 included three AAA game releases, but in the future, Ubisoft didn't want AAA games to be the focus of its business model. So we have a quote here from Frederick Duguet, the CFO. Uh, we said for a number of years that our normal template is to come with either three or four AAA games, so we'll stick to that plan for fiscal year 2022. But we see that we are progressively con- and continuously moving from a model that used to be only focused on AAA releases to a model where we have a combination of strong releases from AAA and strong back catalog dynamics, but also complementing our program of new releases with free-to-play and other premium experiences. Uh, so what do you think about this? Ignacio! No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm I'm more of a AAA gamer. I like AAA, AAA games, but I gamer, think, huh? Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I still think that Ubisoft has created this formula for AAA games where they're all feel samey in a way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Valhalla and Watch Dogs feel similar in a way and those similar to previous games. And so maybe it is good for Ubisoft to maybe look more into the the smaller space. Because Ubisoft, while they are known for the AAA games, they also put out some good smaller games. For example, yeah. Mario Plus Rabbids was a good game. They, I think they did Valiant Hearts, or maybe they just published it. I I, so. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Child of Light yeah. is another one. Yeah. Child of Light, yeah. Yeah, when they when they experiment is is those are some of their best games that they've made. Their yep. little experiments. And so I'm I'm intrigued to see what they put out. I'm, the thing is that I'm not into free-to-play games, so that's already a problem for me. But mm-hmm. if it's more akin to the other games that I mentioned, I'm excited to see what they put out. It, especially if they keep... Uh, their CFO said here that they will still keep up with the either three or four AAA games. Yeah, so they're still... On top of that, cool. They're still making a Star Wars game that we have to see, and... yeah. They obviously have. Um, I assume they're gonna. Uh, this is indicates that they. I assume they're gonna stop Assassin's Creed and all their their franchises uh, eventually. No. no, no, I don't. I don't think so. Because he uh, said still putting up three or four Chipotle Kings on their fiscal year for twenty twenty two. Yeah, but I still think that Assassin's Creed is such a pillar for them. Yeah, but I, I don't see them dropping it. This attention. new one, yeah. has been like the most yeah. successful, so they're they're not gonna stop that stuff. But like, yeah, I I think what we might see is because Assassin's Creed was annualized at one point. I think uh-huh. they might slow that down so that maybe one year it's Assassin's Creed and Rainbow Six, right? And the yeah. next year well, it's they- Watch Dogs and far cry or steep mm-hmm. steep three right you know they might do some God. weird thing like that but they like, did stop analyzing them at some point yeah. right right but it might be a little bit longer before we get the new ones right like it might be a three-year mm-hmm. cycle for those games who knows right I, i'm just yeah. saying like they're i don't think they're stopping them but i think we also might see some of their franchises maybe pivot into like a smaller experience of, of just like, Hey, how, like how, how can we take Assassin's Creed and yeah, everyone's loving it, but how can we make that a, like a, instead of a, like a 120 something hour thing, how can we make that a 60 something? Right. Like they might do something like that. Yeah. It seems like they might be, which is what I've said before, uh they it seems like they're gonna try to stick to quality over quantity now rather than uh uh what I, they've I been doing so. so yeah i I hope they do that, but they also i think what is it here they mentioned here um they want to complement their new releases with free to play and other premium experiences so yeah. does that mean that they're gonna wanna have their their triple a releases but support those in 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 different ways, such as new modes or new multiplayer experiences with these games, such as, 
you know, they're going to have a Division 3 and support that for years and years, just like they've been doing with Division 2. So, is this, uh, does this indicate that they also might have more live service games? Do you guys think? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're currently retooling, gosh, what was it called? Was their free-to-play Battle Royale? Hyperscape. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it says yeah. here in the thing that uh, there was not a single mention on the call about hyperscape um because yeah it's undergoing an overhaul it it didn't do so well but yeah i i think yeah if they can come out with something like that and then focus on something like the division that is a live service game or put in more stuff like that in rainbow six and stuff, then yeah I, I think they can kind of take it slower and they don't necessarily need to be like we have the new hot movie blockbuster yeah right so okay. i don't know but i it, it also makes me think of like the double a space of the like the, the stuff that will be perfect for the streaming services right for game pass or for stadia or for yeah, something or their like own that. Yeah, or they, they have their own, their own thing. Or they can make it their um, own, yeah. But yeah, Would like be, yeah, that would be thing. interesting. And 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 to be like, hey, we now have an exclusive for this streaming thing. We now have an exclusive for that streaming thing. And they just make like solid, like, hey, this is a good Ubisoft game, but it's not yeah. the next Assassin's Creed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good to see the the these big companies trying to pivot and, and shift the way they the way they work so they don't get old yeah. you know mm-hmm. but all right let's let's move on here my friends to our final news story of the week number five cyberpunk 2077 studios hacked data has reportedly been sold this is from john porter at the verge last tuesday cd project red disclosed it had been the victim of a ransomware attack in which hackers had collected certain data from the company. It posted a ransom note from the hackers in which they claimed to have access to source code from the studio's most popular games, as well as integral, internal legal, HR, and financial documents. CD Projekt Red said it would not give in to the demands or negotiate with the hackers, even if that meant the stolen data would begin circulating online. Hackers have reportedly sold the game source code and other information. It is not known who purchased the data or how much it was sold for. So, okay, I wanna, I, I do wanna read the ransom note because I thought it was hilarious. Where is it? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, where is it? Let it might see. not be in that yes, thing. Yeah. It's on their is Twitter. Is it not in here? Is it on? Oh yeah, it is on their Twitter. Let me, let me go to their Twitter real quick. Uh, Kyle, you like see, um, cyberpunk, right? You mentioned that earlier. What I'm a huge this? cyberpunk <laughs> fan. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, Colin loves Cyberpunk. This was, it's kind of wild to see yeah, that this happened. <laughs> it sucks that this happened yeah. Yeah, to like, them. These right. guys have been working their ass off trying to, yeah. to fix this game. And then this happens to them. Man, like these guys just cannot catch a break. Yeah, I have it right here. The ransom note that they got sent. So it's it's uh so read me unlock it's called. Uh, then we have hello CD project with exclamation points like twenty exclamation points from each side of that. You have been I'm reading it how it's how it's word for done. word. Uh, yeah, word for word. 
Yor have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of source of the source codes from your Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down to shitter even more, and people will see how you shitty your company functions. That how We'll see how you shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. So, <laughs> Bunch of nerds, dude. That's what a bunch yeah. of nerds, man. Uh, it, it sucks that it happened to them, and I, I hope it doesn't come out the wrong way, but in a way, it was to be expected because you don't piss off nerds and don't get hacked eventually. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard some people be like, yeah, this shouldn't have happened, but, you know, maybe at the end of the day, they brought them on them on themselves. I yeah I, I don't know if that's it, the best it, way to put that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still really like I I don't wish this on on them. I don't want no. this to happen to other c- c- companies and stuff like that. But man, mm-hmm. yeah, like this this game is a mess, and they they should have known. Like the, the, this, yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter what you think about the game. It's still an illegal right. thing to do, and a very right, very yeah. very bad thing to do. To a company to mm-hmm. do something like that, basically take all other things hostage yeah. in a way. But it sounds bad, but it was maybe to be expected because again, you don't piss off nerds without getting hacked. <laughs> that's what we've seen in the past. Yeah, the, the, it's important. It's also mentioned in the ransom note that there's an unreleased version of Witcher Three, which uh, I'm looking at the article right now. Apparently, it's a ray traced version. So seems oh. like a, a native, maybe PS5 or Series X version that they have yet to release. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, that was a thing that we knew that there oh, is, is gonna be a PS5 a Series X version of the game. Oh. I, I, we, I don't think we know anything other than that, but mm-hmm. we knew that there was gonna be a, a a newer version of the game, and also somewhere I read that apparently the there was some stipulation on the on the auction that the person couldn't publish the code. The person mm-hmm. that bought it couldn't publish the code. It was just for them. But who knows? It's the dark web and anything can happen there. Yeah. Well, sucks for them. say something about the door to darkness? <laughs> <laughs> dude, it... Well, make it here. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Look at that. Speaking okay. of Kingdom Hearts... I think that about wraps Speaking us up for the news. So let's get into yes. new and notable. Oh, come on. <laughs> Things stopped halfway through. Let's try that once more. I don't know why I'm having so many, many problems with this. There we go. 
<laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5. <laughs> I'm sorry. The read it, Kyle. Read it. Funny. Yeah, read it. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5. Kingdom Hearts 2.8 and Kingdom Hearts 3 and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory are coming to PC via the Epic Game Store. And Donald nice. still isn't going to heal you. There you go, PC nerds. Oh, yeah, I saw your there tweet. There you go. Um, you have to pay... <laughs> You have to pay, I think, I think it was 1.5 plus 2.5 is 50 bucks and the other games are 60. <laughs> Heads up, you can get 1.5 plus 2.5, 2.8 and 3 right now on the PS4 for I think 25 bucks. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. God, man. Yeah. Suckers. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's new. That is notable. But moving on, Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, as well as the Nintendo Switch on March 12th, 2021, and a PC version will land later on in the year. Okay, I have to, I have to say something about this. Alan tweeted about this, and he said he was going to play it again. What an absolute diabolical maniac that guy is. Yeah. Well, the good thing for him is that I think if he... The trophies will pop for him if he has a save. Probably. For the other guy. So he won't have to go through it all over again. Uh, Can you imagine? Would you think he would if he had to? Yeah, yeah. Nah, Have you seen the... No, have you seen how he plays games? (laughs) That man has an urge to complete games. Yeah, for the trophies. Good for him, though, because that's not... I don't have that same... He's a real trophy hunter. A real trophy hunter. Well, good for him. Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, is coming June 11th, 2021. We finally have a release date for that one. Uh, Man, that launch window keeps getting bigger and bigger. Right? Yeah, that is uh, not launch window, if you ask me, but uh, June 11th. I'm excited for that one. That's going to be a good game. Speaking yeah. of Ratchet and Clank, though, uh, a Ratchet and Clank animated special entitled Ratchet and Clank Life of Pi is now uh, is now airing in Canada. This seemingly appeared out of nowhere and appears to be somewhat of a prequel to the upcoming game or at least has similar themes. Uh, it just appeared and was just like, oh, we we didn't even know anyone was working on this. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. Never heard of it. Also, sh- shout out to the name Life of Pi. Because, of course, it's a parody of the movie Life of Pi, but this is one. This is a pie, as in what you eat. Yeah. Instead of yeah. the movie, which is P.I., I think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which is based on a book that I had to read in school that I didn't like. But cool. Uh, and read. What are you, nerd? Yeah, right. This, this, is, this is this is awesome though. I think this is gonna be the second uh PS5 only game that we're gonna be getting. I mean or third. No, or third. Is it Returnal? Returnal or like, the House of Mar- the House yeah, of Mar- no, Returnal is also in April, I think, right? But that's a PS5 exclusive. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I think this would be based off of what we know, this would be the third Also PS5 wasn't Kenna Kenna supposed to come out of March? Yeah, I think PS4 that's for also for PS4, though. Oh, I forgot about that one. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ken yeah. is also for PS4. Oh, well, I mean, we have Destruction All-Stars as well, which is native. Yeah, that, that's also 
But yeah, it's exciting to get more just PS- native PS5 games. Also, bro. Godfall, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. That came out of Whatever. PC. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tell me, really on. like those ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next up, Borderlands 3 Director's Cut is coming March 18th as part of the Season 2 Pass. Our season pass two. Why did you read that season uh, two pass? I, I, my just makes more sense. Brain was just like, that's what it is. There you go. No, uh, as part of season pass two, and it will add on a new set of murder mystery missions and three new vault cars. There you cool. go. If you guys are Borderlands fans, uh, let's see. The developers of the Division Two have confirmed that there will be additional content coming to the game this year due to the support from the players. Uh, they had I, did previously you announced again, Kyle? I haven't yet. I I don't know if I will. I haven't beat the New York one. I got all the way through the like uh-huh. the thing to the final boss, and I couldn't do it. And I okay, I'm called out help. right now multiple t- times and even with help we couldn't do it we just c- we. C- c- couldn't beat this thing and i was yeah. just like i hate this game which i don't yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah but they they had said like a certain update was gonna be the last one that they do and then they were just like psych we got more coming down the road because you guys keep playing this good for them good for uh, fans of yeah. the division because they also was it last week that we got the PS5 version of the game or the PS5 enhanced mm-hmm. version of the game and also a patch for 60 frames per second. And yeah. also we saw the mm-hmm. the Resident Evil crossover. Yep. Yeah. That game is still going strong. And yeah, I am feeling the ur- ur- urge to jump back in because I really like that game. That game was Me fun. too, yeah. I, uh, I would, see. but I didn't actually enjoy the game much. <sighs> Ignacio, triple A gamer. Over here, loser. You know Nerd. that's a trivial game. <laughs> Fake. I didn't like how repetitive it was. Star Wars Republic Commando from back in two in two thousand six is coming to the Switch soon, according to uh, Switch eShop data miner NW Player One Two Three, and l- was l- later confirmed by the developer Aspire. I believe is how you say that name. Aspire yeah. is one of the companies yeah. that Embracer Group bought up this past <laughs> week. Um, yes, it is. And so people have been speculating maybe they're working on a Star Wars game. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So who knows? We'll see. We'll What's, see. Have either of you played Republic Commando? I have nope. not. I, I, they they said see. it was like a tactical shooter, I think. It looks sounds like neat. a first... It's a first-person shooter where you play as a clone, I think. Yeah, in the Clone ah, Wars. Cool. It looks cool. It looks cool. I've I've heard good things, so yeah. keep an eye out on that cool. one. Some more uh, Star Wars down the road. But last yeah. but not least for new and notable, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is coming to theaters April 8th, 2022. Nice. I still haven't seen the first one best movie of 2020 yeah it was the only one that came out that uh come on which one was better huh huh (laughs) (laughs) bad boys for life maybe oh that was a good one maybe yeah uh well that wraps us up for the new and notable section so let's hope this next jingle has no problems and let's get on to the lightning round 
Nice. Worked. The, the Nemesis system has been patented, which is why we have never seen it in any other games. Wow. Can't explain it. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean... So I, I just want to give a quick shout out that this news came out like a week or two ago and a couple people picked up on it, but not much. Like it just kind of flew under the radar for most people. Uh, it was yep. revealed in a YouTube video by Game Maker's Toolkit, uh, which if you are not following them and you are a big video game fan, do yourself a favor and fix that. They have a wonderful Damn. channel. Um, so go yeah go 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 check out their stuff because it is incredible but yeah that's why also, we the haven't seen system, it the nemesis system was a very cool system that i think it would have been nice to see it in other games moving on you can see it in more EA. wb stuff but sure yeah it would be nice to see it in a game like batman for example yeah moving on EA is evaluating whether or not they want to keep Anthony alive. News on its fate will most likely mo will most likely be coming next week. I hope they decide to keep him alive. Yeah, they are supposedly working on. No, you don't think so. Bring him back. Nah. Nah. I I want to see what they can do. I enjoyed this game. I genuinely did. I really? thought it was I thought it was fun to play. And when, man, this had one of those issues where this game showed very well, but ended up being very bad. Uh, but it, it really was cool to, to be, uh, what is it? They called them javelins. It really was cool right. to fly around and, and, and land and, and start shooting people and then fly in the air while you're shooting people. And it was a really fun game to play, but it just, it just didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a game yet. At that mm. point, when it was released, it didn't feel like it was. It, it felt like it was uh, some sort of uh, alpha to to a game that where that is not ready at all at any yeah. point. So, hopefully, with with everything they've been saying that they've been doing, because we have gotten updates on it, um, mm -hmm. it. Hopefully, they do decide to stick to it. But also at the same time, it looks like they're just trying to copy Destiny, and you can't copy Destiny because Destiny is its own thing. So, I hope we'll they, I hope they make a name for themselves in a way. But yeah. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, they can make it a game now. Yeah. Next up, Sony has patented a back buttons attachment for the DualSense. This would be similar to the back buttons attachment that we saw for the DualShock Four. I think two years ago was mm -hmm. when it came out. Cool for people that use it. I don't necessarily would find any use for it but i know Maybe. a lot of people especially those who play first person shooter probably will find some use for it yep riot ceo and developer of league of legends nicolo loren is being sued for sexual harassment and wrongful termination by former assistant sharon o'donnell more lawsuits for riot more yeah. lawsuits indeed. Ubisoft is thinking about renaming <laughs> Rainbow Six Quarantine since the game will arrive this year. That, They're thinking about it. That brings thinking around that brings around to the topic of Six Days of Fallujah again. Why does the game have to change its name? 
when there's literally a movie based on coronavirus, dude. Uh, oh, you can make a movie out of anything, but uh, you mentioned a movie. I don't know if that people are receiving it well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if people are receiving it well, but it, I don't know because it's interesting. Like, it's the, to, to me, it's the, the, the name. Like, the name is yeah. just like, ooh, yeah. too soon, bro. Whereas, like, Songbird, mm -hmm. I, I think you said was the name yeah. of the movie. I, I don't know what that means, but that doesn't necessarily scream coronavirus. Yeah. To, to me whereas contextualized in the year 2020 and 2021 rainbow mm -hmm. six quarantine is just like ugh, maybe in bad taste it's it, yeah it's a fine name like any other yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. it's just this like maybe not this year <laughs> you know look i i don't have a problem with quarantine maybe you guys don't have a problem with quarantine i doubt anyone would I don't know, have a real problem with it, but I think mm -hmm. yeah. the thing with it is that I don't I don't think anyone would get any bad reaction from the name quarantine, but it's one of those things where it's bad visuals, and because of that, people would, would have a bad reaction with it. So I think yeah. that while it wouldn't make logical sense to be really mad about the name quarantine, it's still, it doesn't matter, people will be against the name. Yeah. So it would be for the best for them to change it. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't changed it yet, and they are still thinking about it. They're going to change it to, um, they're going to change it to Rainbow Six, uh, SARS-CoV-19 uh, coronavirus pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Except... Pokemon Go developer creates Black Developers Initiative to fund and support games. Cool. Good for them. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Jamie Lee Curtis and Jack Black joined the Borderlands movie as Tennis and Claptrap respectively. Nice. Man, so much talent keeps getting added into the movie. Yeah, it's just a big... It's a uh... pretty star-studded cast, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. What yep. is Kate Blanchett, I, I think, it, was also yeah, in Kate the movie. Yeah, Kate Blanchett is Lilith. Uh, the other guy whose name I'm blanking on is also in the movie. I, I, Eli Roth? Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart also. This Eli is Roth is directing, giving off yeah. major Jumanji vibes in, yeah. in my eyes now, especially with Jack uh, Black joining. Uh, and if they add The Rock as, uh, what's the big brick? brick? <laughs> They're gonna die. They gotta do it. Oh, man. Uh, they gotta do it. <laughs> Yeah. And finally, Game of Thrones, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal cast as Ellie and Joel, respectively, in the upcoming HBO The Last of Us series. I wanted to put I, this in the news, but it's a good thing to end on. This yeah. The last one, yeah. I think that's one, it, that's the news, and two, it's also mo movie or no, TV news. Yeah. I never seen Game of Thrones. I don't know anything about Bella Ramsey, but fuck. Yeah, Pedro Pascal is on the show. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, both Game Who of Thrones uh, Go Game of Thrones co-stars as well. So, no. uh, Bella Ramsey... Being a dad that maybe shouldn't be a dad in space to being a dad that yeah. maybe shouldn't be a dad yep. in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Another <laughs> escort mission for Pedro. That, that's funny how he's yeah. created like him, man. this different kind of persona for him specifically. Yeah. Now he's going to be like the reluctant dad figure always now um yeah. but ignacio bella ramsey in game of thrones she's 
she's like this badass little girl that rules over her own little kingdom and like she puts men in their place dude and and it's Damn. so cool Good for her. so it's awesome yeah, to see fight. it's awesome to see uh, uh yeah. how she's gonna portray ellie it would be it's gonna be super yeah. fun and i think pedro can can do something really good with the role of joel yeah and also it's yeah. nice to see a chilean up there on the show yeah, yeah. it's it's and then uh, we also didn't we also get a uh, oscar isaac a solid snake was that ever confirmed yeah or? was it confirmed or was I, it i don't know if it's been confirmed because I don't know if they've actually like really conflict like the the no we know the that the movie Metal Gear Solid from... movie yeah has been kind of in limbo for years. I think what it is is the director said Oscar Isaac uh, like he wanted want Oscar Isaac to be, to be thing, yeah. Snake. Yeah, uh, uh, Deadline, which December is awesome. Twenty twenty says to... Oscar uh-huh. Isaac to star as Solid Snake in Sony's Metal Gear Solid movie. There you freaking go, there dude. Go. And he's a nice. Guatemalan, right? He's Guatemalan. I yep. Think. So there you go. Two two Latino kings, dude. Playing playing <laughs> Good one for of them, our, man. Two of our That's most awesome. favorite still, characters. I I think Pedro can do something really good with the with the role. Yeah, no, he's sure. he's an incredible actor. So I'm excited to see what he does with with Joel. Because I wonder, because Joel is more of a he has like a southern accent sort of and mm-hmm. so i wonder if if pedro's gonna do that or uh, if he's he, gonna have he his might, own he, i hope he doesn't yeah i hope he honest. doesn't but either he played a texan in kingsman 2 oh okay yeah okay. and I, I i think uh even in wonder woman i feel like he kind of had more of an american accent than his finish mm-hmm. one yeah. Well, that that's because he has lived there most of his, most of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He left Chile pretty young. Okay. Cool. Well, that's awesome. I was I was super yep. excited to see who who they casted as uh, as Joel and Ellie, and uh, I'm I'm happy with what they did. I'm happy with yeah. They cast. Very interesting. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff indeed. Okay. Uh, well, that about wraps us up for all the news that's fit to print in your ear holes. What are you guys excited for this next week? What's what's going on in your lives? Gina, hmm. let's start with you. Let's see here. Let's see here. What do we have? It is uh, February 13th as of the time we're recording this. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I guess I'm excited for Valentine's Day. Going to do something that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to go into a Little Nightmares 2 some more. And I really want you to play this, Kyle. You got to play this. You, you okay. got to play Do it, Kyle. Like do it. buy buy and start do playing it, it tonight. Do it. Do like do it. it. Do it. Because I, I, I might stream it tomorrow. I've so I yes. I I, str- I streamed uh the first three episodes of three out of ten. I actually streamed mm-hmm. all five of them, but the last two didn't really okay. stream all that well. It was like real yeah. robotic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh but I like I've always been too timid and scared to stream, and I did it on those things, and I was just like, you yeah. know what, this isn't so bad. So okay, and I then might start was, doing like what? Sunday nights or something. Yeah, here we go. Let's do it for Wednesday. Yeah. You stream Little Nightmares too. I'll, I'll I'll hang out there with you. Nice. Okay, um, sure. I'll have I'll probably have beaten it already, but that's what I'm excited for this week. I'm just gonna beat that. That's fine. You know, Kyle. So. Kyle. After that, Resident Evil Three. You still have that. Oh, you haven't and played the that, 3 remake? Oh, yeah. That. That's three. the one that after got that, me into Kyle, it. Kyle, and after that, I, Outlast. 
Oh, took me three days to be side A and two days to be side B. Whoa, dude. Good God, on. gamer, Ignacio. Great <laughs> gamer, man. God damn. <laughs> Ignacio, right. what are you excited for this week? Nothing. <laughs> wow. Boy, he left the car. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have anything. Wow. That's okay, man. Hurt me sometimes, so. oh, what about you? Sometimes we're not, you know? Sometimes we're not. Yeah. Yeah. I have something Kyle. to be excited about, man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if excited is the right word for the medium, but uh, now that you guys are making me play Little Nightmares 2, I'm excited about that. Yes. I think that should be fun. I'm excited. Be a good time Definitely. Be on fun. Wednesday. Um, and after that, Outlast 2. God, no. Nope. I haven't played the first one. <laughs> play um, Atlas 1, then. <laughs> I don't want to play the first one. <laughs> Do it, coward. Do it. I uh, am a coward, so what? <laughs> I'll own it. <laughs> um, that's why I'm not playing it. Yeah, so go ch 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 check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the whatnots on Wednesdays. Uh, we will be streaming video games there every Wednesday. Uh, maybe some bonus streams every now and then. Who knows? I might hop on and do something, you know? You never Heck know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout for all of that stuff. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that stuff. Uh, sell your soul. Tell a friend. Tell a foe. Do whatever you need to do to help spread buy the word. Merch. Yeah, yes. Man, buy, we have buy to buy promote merch. that more. We have to to promote that. <laughs> buy buy some merch. We have a store. You guys can go buy a shirt. I have one on right now, which you guys cannot see, but it has our logo on a shirt, and I think it looks nice. You know, um, and I should have some more shirts up in the near future. I'm working on some. I don't know when they'll be done, but in the near near future, there will be some more on there. Um, you guys can find all of that stuff at thewhatnots.com/store. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I need to plug right now? Uh, go leave a kind review if you guys like what we do here. Uh, the Whatnots has been around for over five years now, uh, but crossplay is still fairly new. Uh, but if if you guys like what we 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 do here, we could use some kind words and good reviews. Uh, that would help us out a lot uh, to get the show out in front of more people. Gino, yes, where can they find you? On the interwebs. You guys can find me over at Gino underscore Viteri on Twitter. And that is where you will find all my other social links. There you go. Ignacio, what about you, my friend? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with all of our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. 
There you go. Go do all, all of that stuff. Uh, that wraps us up, though, for crossplay episode. I don't even we, we don't even really say, say these nowadays. Uh, this is episode 58. Getting hey, up there, man. 58. 58. Uh, but that does it for us this week. We will be back next week. Enjoy your week. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>